Welcome to All Power to the Developing, a podcast of the Eastside Institute, where social justice, human development, and community building come together. This is where you will meet activists, artists, teachers, scholars, helpers, and healers who are bringing creativity, hope, and possibility to individuals and communities all over the world. Welcome to All Power to the Developing. I'm your host, Des, Desiree Wanden, and I'm here with very, very special guest today. Today, we have a full house. Usually on All Power Developing, we probably have one or two guests, but these people came in full effect today. Today, we are here joined by the Bricadas Project out of Brazil, and I'm here with Fernanda uh, Liberali and some of her colleagues. Hi, Des. Thank you very much for inviting us. It's a great pleasure to have to be here with my fellows and and interesting and fantastic group that I love so much. And to share this with you will be a great opportunity. Thank you very much for inviting us and creating this opportunity for us to reflect, remember, and be with you. Thank you. Yes, no doubt. Thank you so much. Um, The Bricadas Project has been First of all, the word has been a word that I've been hearing over the last two years, numerous times, um, the word brincadas, brincadas, brincadas. So we're so mm-hmm. excited to have you guys here to really speak about your work. So first of all, let's go with the word brincadas. It's a, it's, is it a, it's not a real technical word, but a word that you guys created, if I'm not correct. Mm-hmm. Yes, um, you know that play, we, we are, Brincadas is part of the global play brigades that Cassie Sellett uh, created. We were part of it in the beginning and we decided that that was an important thing to bring to Brazil. But Brigada, which is brigade in Portuguese has a very bad connotation. It, it is connected to war to the army and that was not something we wanted to use but we had to translate somehow and in portuguese play is brincar and uh, talking to a friend of mine he said why don't you put the two words together let's create something say brincada so brincar and brigada became brincada and that's how the word came to live as we we say that we are part of the global play brigade because we were inspired and were created inside the global play brigade so the difference is the name but we created our own realities and possibilities here with a new name which could really mean something to people in Brazil. And it's a strong name for us. And it has been a strong name uh, for us to play with as well. Yes. And when you said, you know, something to really create possibilities just came, you said out of the global paper game, but it came out of a very kind of dark time for for the world coming out of COVID-19, um, a time of a lot of despair for a lot of people, isolation. Um, can you speak about that, this project, Bricada's emerging out of that time period? Uh, Global yes. Play Brigade did a lot of work to create these worlds and these playrooms and these play worlds for people that were in this very tough position. Mm-hmm. With- I, was, I was there for one of the first meetings that was connecting people from all over the world. And I was there because I'm a friend of Kathy, Carrie, Lois. And I thought, well, let's me join this. But I was very disappointed. I was very infuriated with the world. I was so mad because we had to be away and people were suffering and I had I had no idea what to do. And then I, I was there participating and doing things, but I was not enjoying the meeting, the Global Play Brigade meeting session. And, uh, but suddenly I started playing and something changed in me. And I thought, well, perhaps this feeling that I'm having here, this connection could be something we could do in Brazil as well. We could create this feeling, this possibility, this energy with our group. And I invited other people. So perhaps Marina and Luciana who were from the very start with me could say a little bit more about this. Is that possible? 
Joe, I would love to know where you guys were emotionally and with everything taking place to to help in this process of creating this. Yes, I I am Marina, uh, and my involvement with the Brincadas project started with an uh, informal conversation with Lou. Right, Lou, do you remember? Yes, I was living yes. in Canada. Yeah. I was living in Canada. I was in lockdown, talking about my concerns about the situation in Brazil. I felt safe with the Canadian government transparency, but at the same time, I was scared of the neglect of the Brazilian government. In one of our conversations, I mentioned to Lou that I felt my hands tired, but with um, an immense desire to do something for Brazil. That's when she told me about Brincada's ideas, where I fell in love with uh, in, this, in this moment, yeah. And Lou, do you... Do you Would you like to speak about that? Yes, yes, yes. Like these things that you, know, that you happen, this lives and this process, this life that you, Marina, commented. Uh, one of the best moments of the week for us because we dedicated hours of work per week to the preparation. And still support that also considering the achievements for Brincado do Bovir, support for educational managers, preparation, and the others that we need in that moment. And when I, I work, Marina, uh, uh, long years um, before that, and when she called me, oh, go, Let's prepare and this one working together, né? And in this group, the 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 last, because like we said, these brincadas inside the last, the the PUC São Paulo here in Brazil, né? Um, and work together with people motivates in me and. I I sure about all the everyone to um, to research and not only to research to play to learn to inspire and power for us. Um, for me, this is a true collaborative critical research. He even made uh, a point. Oh, Ma, I'm I'm a uh, a uh, goal than you to speak uh, other things. I don't know if you good to, if you like to put other experience in this initial the brincadas because I'm very anxious to say about our group and our research group because for me it's very very powerful i don't know if you yeah. would I'm, like I to think, I'm, i'm curious i'm curious to hear um what others how others were responding during that time anyone's free to speak how you were responding at that time and also throw in maybe your relationship to play Uh, Fernanda, you just said, you know, you were there and while you were trying to be a part of it, it's it was hard for you to be playful in such a tough time. So what was everyone's relationship to play in, in that time? Just a small thing. In sure. Brazil, COVID was especially bad because mm. we had a horrible president. Mm. And the horrible president was working to kill people through COVID by not giving them the chance to take care of their lives. And this was a, a double problem, the, the, the disease and the necropolitics. So I think that perhaps Joyce could say a little bit about how this impacted the whole population, 
but also us personally. So we we when we created Brincada, we created a a chance for us to to believe in a world that was being destroyed. And uh, the Brincada is not only a space for play in the sense of having fun. On the contrary, it's a place for us to build what Paulo Freire called indignity. We feel indignation. We feel angry, powerful through anger. And anger is a trigger for us to create our collective feeling of empowerment to change reality. So Joyce, could you say something about this? Because you you have a very nice experience. On yes. Um, good morning. I'm Joyce. And my history with Fernanda started in 2016 uh, when I started my master's degree. And I was in DigitMed project, what was the project we had before, Brincadas. And when DigitMed ends, Fernanda started Brincadas. In the COVID, I wasn't thinking about participating of nothing because I was feeling so bad what was happening in Brazil. And as a principal, I'm a principal for a middle school. I had to be in the, at school working with other students and, and teachers. We were there to help the community. So they went to the school asking for food. They went to school asking for help. And we were like, what can I do here? Because we just can listen to the people. We can help them. And then I start participating in Brincadas. And then... Brincadas helped me to to feed my my community, my school community, because we work together and we work together with Cieja too, helping people to get food. So Brincada de Apoio helped us. We collect a lot of foods to to my community, and it was really powerful. But I had an insight when I was in one. When Brincadas, we are talking, we are preparing the, the Brincadas project, and we start talking about necropolitics. And uh, I feel like uh, I didn't realize it. I think it's important to say that until that time, I didn't realize that necropolitics didn't kill just uh, our lives. It can kill our desires, you know, it can kill um, everything we hope. We are talking about necropolis. We are talking about in Brazil, the first person that died was a black woman that worked for a white family, a rich white family. And we were talking about that. And it's really hard to, to see that... Um, they didn't care about us and our president wants to kill us. So that's why we didn't have vaccine. Sorry. That's why we, we didn't have any project to, to help these people. They were dying of hungry. They were dying because of COVID. They were dying. But at that time, we were talking about that. And I wasn't really part of the group. And I start thinking about myself and I see that, okay, that people are dying, but I, I didn't have a baby. And I was thinking about that. And I told them, you know, I just realized here that we are talking about this necropolitics, that black people are there suffering. And I just realized that I'm, I, I felt that inside me because I don't have a baby. I thought I didn't have a baby because I could choose that. Like my, my body, my rules, you know, but it's not like that for black people. I didn't have a baby because I'm scared of suffering. I'm scared that my baby can die hmm. and could die because of this necropolitics. And at that time I saw that we need to work together we need to build a community it takes a village and i brought this community concept to my life to my job and it helped it helped me to go after my ancestrality my history and other ways of knowledge knowledge 
and interact with Yoruba's culture that I'm part with. I'm from Candomblé, which is an um, Afro-religion. And I brought this philosophy to Brincadas to my life. And I figured out that we are not victims. We are victimized by a system. And we can't change this logic, fight together against it. You know, it yes. was this part. And it was really hard to figure that out, you know. I figured out that I didn't have the the choice to say, I want to have a baby or I don't want to have a baby. The system told me, you can't have a baby because you are going to kill it. We can kill your baby by the COVID or we can kill your baby uh, when you are giving birth or you can kill your baby when it is a, a teenager just running or take some garbage to the to outside, you know? And that's it. <laughs> Sorry. Thank you. Thank you so much for sharing that. Thank you. Sorry. Um the 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 realization of you know being oppressed and and getting an understanding of the several layers, the layers and layers of how oppression really affects one could be a um really tough thing to to realize. Um were there any other realizations for anyone during this very tough period? Um, Tiago, you're free to speak. Um, Daniela, uh, Sandra. Yes, I'm Daniela. And from what uh, I'm emotional now, because the first time Joyce talked to us about this feeling of not being a mother because of all the reasons, you know, we touched all the group and we stayed together trying to comfort her. It was a emotional moment at the time and it is again now yeah but as Fernanda said and Joyce said about necropolitics uh, there was also necroeducation at the time because most of the kids from public schools from the peripheric areas uh, in Brazil couldn't access school. They didn't have internet or they had one cell phone to share with five kids in the family. Uh, the school couldn't reach and the government didn't give us any support on that, any direction. Yeah, oh, you should do this. We are we are going to plan. We, we have a plan. We are going to follow this and this direction to help education reach all the kids in a fair way. But no, we didn't help. So only the elite schools or uh, the schools who had the money and the conditions for themselves, by themselves to do something, they could continue with online education um, quickly and they could do something. And the other kids were neglected also. Uh, and for me, the group was a way, you know, to breathe in this suffocating moment inside the house, working and working and trying to do something. So it was a way to buy. We thought we would help other people, but we ended helping ourselves because in this moment we could talk in the planning. We discussed a lot. I learned to that in this process, in this there is collaboration. There are conflicts, there are differences of ideas, but we try to reach something common in the end as a whole group. And this made us all stronger as a person and stronger as a group. And we've been working together, you know, since then, uh, collectively learning to, to exist. Uh, spread our ideas and share our ideas, you know, learning that not everybody has the chance to speak, everybody has a voice, and we should we shouldn't be silenced in this moment or in any moment at all. Yes, absolutely. Thank you for sharing that. Hi, Des. I'm I'm Sandra. Oh, sorry. No, sure. <laughs> go ahead, Sandra. You can, all right. You can... So no, I, I just wanted to um, talk about my participation in the project. I joined Brinca, the Brincadas project 
right from the beginning. And I was really lucky to be there with Fernanda, Marina, Luciana, learning from them and also participating in this construction of what Fernanda um, mentioned before, that is like believing in something, having some hope that we would um, go through the end of this horrible moment that our country was um, going through. And, and then, um, as Daniela mentioned, um, the public schools were suffering a lot because the students didn't have the resources and the teachers didn't have so many tools either. Um, but then at the moment, I was working for a publisher in Brazil. And then I was um, also responsible for preparing um, training sessions for these teachers. So what could teachers in private schools, on the other hand, do? They had the tools, they, the, their students had the tools, but somehow we were also lost on what we could do. How could we engage students in the activities that we were that we were trying to promote? And that's the moment that I believe the Brincadas problem project helped me a lot because then I could also learn how to involve the teachers by playing. And through playing, we could connect with these kids and also with their parents and tell them that, yeah, we are learning how to teach online. We are learning how to interact with you in a different environment, but we love what we do. And uh, I think that Brincadas helped me to, you know, engage all of this community that I had near me and then propose them different kinds of activities and games that we could use, but not only having games because it's fun, having games because we knew that by promoting games, we could bring students to this moment of reflecting and thinking about, well, anything we wanted them, we wanted to guide them through. So Brincadas for me and meeting Fernanda and all of this group um, also helped me to connect with my younger self, if I can say that, in, in realizing that uh, I was born and raised in a, in a very poor community in Sao Paulo city. But as I was white, I am white. I, I, I didn't suffer as much as many people suffered at that time. I knew that there were so many social injustices happening around me, but I didn't know exactly what they meant and how exactly I could fight against them. So then um, talking to Joyce and participating in many play moments during the presentations that we did, um, I could realize how important it was for me to, you know, take these experiences that I was living here to the training sessions that I was preparing with other instructors and then make them also realize that in these private schools, we should also make these kids aware of the privileges they have and also give them the chance to learn how to fight against the injustices that we see every time, every day happening. But if you are not, you know, if you if you don't realize and if you are not aware of them, then they just pass through you and you are not able to do anything to help. So, yeah, so I think the, the COVID-19 was um, hit us really hard in Brazil, but this group um, helped each one of us, helped each other surviving and helped each other in their jobs in a different way, in a different way. Yeah. Thank you so much Sorry. for adding. Can I can I ask you? Can I ask a question, Sandra? You said you know you you had this intention of bringing back the information that you were receiving back to the private schools. What was the response when you went back to propose some of this stuff to say that mm -hmm. you know we need to really start taking a look? Yeah, I think instructors, all the teachers, they they were really open you know, to learn with us. I had the privilege to have Bianca with me in some of the training sessions. And it was like opening a completely new world to all of them, understanding, um, because from 
all the activities that we were proposing in, during the lives that Brincadas was doing online and all the sessions that we um, that we used to offer um, to participants, edu educators, students, general public. Um, then I think that we we had the chance to show these instructors and, and also the, the principals and managers of these schools that through the engage, engaged multiliteracy, we could do more. It, it is not only about teaching kids what they have to do, but involving them in real situations like racist situations or even carnival. There is so much that we don't know about carnival. And I remember that one of the sessions we did with the participants was um, exactly about carnival and we could play carnival together online. Uh -huh. So then these, strength, these teachers, they started to realize that they could do more, you know, in the community they, they belong to with the students that that they teach. And I saw a huge openness and eagerness to learn more. All right, I understand that I can work more with real world tasks, but how can I bring this real world to my classroom when my kids have no idea of what is really happening outside the world and even in Brazil and in the poor communities. So it's like small steps that I think make can, can make a huge difference when we think about education in, in private schools. Yes. Thank you so much for sharing, Sandra. <laughs> My pleasure. Fernanda, you want? I wanted to say that perhaps Tiago could say a little bit about this too, because I think that he's, the way he joined us was exactly in the same uh, way that Sandra is presenting this idea. So, could you, G? Yes, for sure. So this is Thiago, but before I'd like to talk just a little bit about what Joyce and Daniela said before. So we are fighting for a system, we are fighting not to die, and that's so bad. Our action as a group goes to this way, and look how bad it is. But basically, we play to change our world, looking for a peaceful and democratic place we are trying to do our best and use education for to fight for these things. But yeah, my history about my background, um, is start, it's important to start by saying that what led me to the master degree was the feeling of incapacity and impotence that I felt and I still feel as a professor. So I've been a teacher for about three years in public school here in Sao Paulo City, Brazil, which is the richest city in Brazil, and working hard every single day to, to do the minimum of my job is so demotivating. It's so sad, so, so bad. So I work with teenagers from poor communities who face hunger, violence, and all these things, all the most cruel contexts. So students take it to school and there's an environment where the teacher is unable to speak, the teacher is disrespect, the teacher is persecuted. So the Brincadas project um, comes to my life at that moment, at that moment. So since 2022, I have participated in the Brincadas actions. So realizing that a different education really takes places like open my mind so i saw in brincadas a possibility like of being uh, an, an agent of transformation like working as a team and building everything collectively and that's the best part that's the best part of the process because we are doing it using education and that's awesome that's amazing also i think it's important to say that our group we talk about a lot about our processes, looking for building and rebuilding our ideas, our theories, our actions, and so on. So this is what always what I always wanted. So the Brincadas project rekindles my rekindles my desire to be a teacher. Mm. Wow, that's uh, it's, it's it's so great to hear that. Like listening to everyone, I'm just hearing like an evolution of your personal journeys going in different places and then Bricadas came into your lives 
and really impacted your work, but more so now you guys coming together to impact each other's work um, is, is something so remarkable. Um, we're going to take a short commercial break. When we come back, we're going to learn more about some of the context of what Bricotta is doing. Maybe we'll get some examples. And then we're going to go into discovering and talking more about play. You know, Brazil is a very playful nation. And I would really like to learn and feel and, and, and talk more about play when we come back from commercial break. This is Des, Desiree Wanden, All Powers of Developing. And we'll be back right after this short message. Melissa Meyer, Associate Director of the Eastside Institute. Welcome to All Power to the Developing. I hope you're enjoying today's conversation. In each episode, we introduce you to some amazing performance activists, play revolutionaries, and developmentalists from around the world who talk to us about their creative grassroots efforts to build a better world. If you like what you hear, please follow and share the series. You can find us on Amazon, Spotify, and Podbean. We'd love to hear your comments and ideas. Like everything at the Institute, the growth of all power to the developing depends upon the people who create it and benefit from it. We hope you're one of them. Thanks for your support. And now back to our conversation. Welcome back to All Powers of Developing. This Des. We are back with the Brincadas Project here. Um, we are moving and grooving, and we are learning a lot about play. Um, you guys created this, this beautiful project. Take me on a journey. Take me with you on a, on a journey through a session. If I was a 13-year-old Brazilian and I was interested in this, what would a, a day or a session look like? That's a wonderful question, this, because first of all, when we started our sessions, we tried to uh, recover and try to somehow recreate what we had done in one of the Global Play Brigade sessions. But little by little, we became more aware of our own reality in terms of what would work in, in the type of play sessions that we were providing because we were working with both teachers, students, and uh, principals, school principals. We put everyone together in these sessions. So we had to do something that could connect with school because that should be something that teachers could feel they could also do in their own classes. So we, we, we covered some ideas from what we have been doing in terms of teaching. And one of them has to do with literacies and multiliteracies and how we use different uh, ideas and organizations to recreate knowledge and, and play in one single type of activity, which would be this session. We wanted that to be something that people saw that it was not only for recreation or for survival, but also for learning because we are teacher educators and we needed that. So when we plan, when we started planning our sessions, we started planning them connecting to the topics that teachers teach at school. So for example, Sandra mentioned the carnival. For carnival, we used a lot of different areas of, of teaching that we were connecting to that. Cultural issues, intercultural issues that could be taught together while we were playing around. So we did another one. It was uh, for our Junin party. And Junin party is a party where people eat a lot, they play a lot, and we couldn't have it. So we created a party on screen, but we connect this to hunger. So how can you work on a party where people have plenty of food and you discuss hunger? We did. And through this way of playing, we were acted with math, with um. Um, I think it was history and some other subjects that we put together in order to teach school subjects talking about a very difficult topic through a very playful session where we could have a chance to have one of our most important parties in the country. So how do we do it? We put together three actions that Paulo Freire, our most famous uh, educator, 
created for us. We do immersion in reality. We immerse in, in the situations. We dive into the problems, into the community. Then we immerse, we go up and we breathe a little or looking at our context and trying to understand the problems that we saw while we were immersed in situations in reality. And then we invite people to do the third one, the insertion in reality, to grab tools to fight against the oppression they're, they're feeling. So our sessions have lots of play activities, but some for people to get engaged with the reality, some for people to understand and evaluate and criticize that reality, and some so they can feel that they are changing the reality. I would like to invite Bianca to, to tell the story of one of our sessions, which was the, the, the object of her master dissertation. So Bianca, it's up to you. Thank you, Fernanda. Hi, Des, I'm Bianca. Uh, I'm, I'm also a teacher, but I am an actress as well. Mm. So for me, uh, Project Brincadas was a reconnection with theater because I was away for a long time. So when Fernanda talks about our playing, we use a lot of the theater of the oppressed by Augusto Boal techniques. So we play with serious uh, uh, injustice that we're seeing in the world, mostly to invite people to become, to have this indignation that Fernanda uh, also told us about from Paulo Freire. Um, one of my, uh, my research was about one of our encounters that happened in 2021. And we were talking about the power of women, women power, female power. So we started the play, the the session with a, a 60, uh, 60s party. So the idea was everybody to come with their sunglasses and their, their light bulbs. And we were having fun listening to old music. And the idea was to talk about how we see women in our society, at least how women uh, were seen in our society and we still the women that way as an object, as a way of uh, oppressed body, that as, as Joyce just said. And we also brought other issues like racism, like um, ageism. And then we did some scenes, short scenes, some sketches, where we were doing the oppression uh, happening. The oppression was happening during the party. And we invite people who were with us, the participants, so kids, adults, teachers, uh, principals, uh, anyone that was with us to engage in the, in the scene, to do whatever they feel like. And what we have seen is the first scene was women um, oppressing a girl that was way older, but she was talking, oh, is it, it, it it's my outfit good? Uh, am I am I good? Because today I'm kissing a guy. Today I'm getting here with that with someone. And then the friends start saying, "Oh my God, you have no no age for that. Please stop. There's no way to to be in a party. You have to to be well behaved." Mm. And then some of the people entered very shyly at the beginning, um, with some. Some comments like, oh, you can say that, but say that in private, not in front of everyone. And we wanted more. So then we had two participants that came in and they were like, okay, guys, I think this is really wrong. I think we should stop thinking like that. We are not in the 60s. We are in 2021. And I believe we can think differently this way. So after this scene, we had another scene that had also Joyce uh, with us, where we were talking about racism, and um, a guy, a white guy, was trying to hit on Joyce, and a black guy was trying to hit on me. So we did some um, crossing, because while uh, while the black guy was uh, hitting on me, I was being very violent on the way that I, as a, a white woman, was responding. So we had 
uh, oppression by the uh, on both hands, but actually uh, what happened is that we had more women participants. So what happened was that the the group decided to take out all the men from the party and wow. just be women party. And this was a very long discussion. We couldn't cut it. Fernanda was saying, okay, the scene is over. The scene is over. And everybody was, take out the man. Why the men are here? So this shows how the participant got involved. And this was the first part where Fernanda said the, the immersion. And then we continued doing um, some other uh, theater of the oppressed techniques uh, to play and to understand a little bit more what they have lived in this first part. And afterwards, uh, after the whole, uh, the whole session, we have received some comments on WhatsApp. I think this is something that you wish to understand a little bit more, um, where people were saying, wow, I'm looking at uh, my school's material in other ways. So, because on natural science, we were, we talked about uh, procreation. So um, through science, there was, uh, we, we still say that uh, men decide which is going to be your baby, right? You say, oh, I am, I am, I am a winner because I was the fast swimmer from my dad. But actually, we were studying through natural science that um, our gametes, uh, female gametes, also choose the male gametes that are coming. So we are also active at this part, Process. but from a, a perspective, from a colonial perspective, man is the active one, and mm. women are the fragile one. So we were we we have received uh, comments like my kid was not going to participate and she started participating when she listened us, uh, listening to music, dancing through music, playing with statues and getting into scenes. People start engaging and we started create, we started creating a community. Yeah. And that's very transformative for me as a person. And also uh, when I come back to my contexts, I take this baggage with me and I can start seeing things in a different way and bring people that are in the context with me to think this way with me, to discuss through playing, through an activism playing, uh, how we can change things in a, in a way that we can leave some injustice that maybe I would never leave. I'm a white woman. I don't leave the same injustice as Joyce does or as this, but through play, I get the opportunity to try a little bit of their living and understand how I can be part of this community that wants to change it. Yeah, amazing. Uh, no, absolutely amazing. Um, thank you so much for sharing everything you just shared. There was so much um that you said. You spoke a little bit about the response from the community i mean you guys are are tackling a lot of um very radical issues here what what is the emotional response for the from the community when you're talking about sexism when you're talking about poverty when you're talking about food insecurity hunger what is the the, the response from the community uh hi amanja or Babi, um, I'm part of the group since I was eight. I was in Dijmedi, and then COVID came, pandemic started, and Brancadas came, and then I also joined. A little bit shy at first, but then I started to get more involved with the project and started going to all the meetings. And it was a, a really good time because I was locked down, but I had a hope that I could do something, that I could help people, that I could change the, the world that seemed unchangeable at the time. And But then I also got in a really bad time. Uh, I was 
in my last year in high school, I was getting ready to go to college and studying to my pre-entrance exams. And I got into a really anxiety and depressed state of mind. And I got to a point where I couldn't be helping other people because I wasn't even being able to save myself. And then Brincada literally changed my life and saved my life because I got, um, I contacted Fer, Fer and she directed me to Brincada do Ouvir, uh, here in Brincada, where they offered uh, psychological help and support. And then I met my psychanalyst, that is my therapist to this day. And I think it's important to say that it was a project that had like a lot of ways of helping people and helped me to got to got to college. I got into college. I'm in college now. And I still carry Brincada with me, even when I'm not in Brincada, because uh I through the things that I learned through performance, through playing, I'm I'm helping and trying to bring this energy and bring this uh, transformation force to the place I'm now. I'm part of the Black Collective in my school, in my in my college, and I'm talking today and then when and when figuring out how we can put play and performance in a group that is a really playful group. And sometimes we try to. We have our formations and we try to learn through the way we see in college, but it doesn't really work for us because we like to joke, we like to laugh, we like to... And every time we we try to learn through the way school teaches, it's not effective. It's, It's always seems like it's lacking something. So we're figuring out how to use play to learn through our ways, through our lives, through what we live being Blacks in college in Brazil. And and do you have um, other young people that relate to you and maybe uh, have questions about this? How do you, how do you talk to them about this program or what you're doing? Uh, it's always complicated trying to, like um summarize what we do because it's a lot uh everybody talking a little bit and i think it's still a lot more to talk about what we do so i try to just mm, think of what the people would like about it so we can like bring more more people in in, in that way uh, I have a friend of mine that is part of the project as well. I, uh, Deborah, she's not here today, but, and I think I also am like, uh, talk about a brincada do vir because it it helped me a lot. And I'm always like, oh, you feel that way? You should contact these people, talk to this and this and that, um, in that way. But uh, yeah. It's kind of, it's tricky, it's tricky. It's always tricky trying to explain what Brincada is because it's a lot of things. It's a lot of things. It reminds me of um, social therapy. I actually had the experience of getting exposed to social therapy at a very young age and um, trying to tell people what it was or (laughs) them ask me about it. It was like, I can't really explain it. You got to be there. so so beautiful and i think that's the beauty of it you can't put it into words you can't even put it into one paragraph it's so multi-layered it's so uh, uh complex it's it's so many different directions encapsulated under this one umbrella um vivi you play uh, talk about play a little bit more about how the brincadas is using play in all these different ways yeah sure hello vivi here so in three years, we have changed our structure many times, but basically we are using play as a theoretical methodological tool to breaking 
with social inequalities, my partner is here, said. So in this year, we are working with different communities. We call them colinas. Uh, and in that colinas, we have public and private schools, Quilombola and indigenous community and uh, social organizations too with us play together in a once a month in the PUC Sao Paulo. And we are using play as a tool to create a, to a space of indignation, as Paulo Freire said, and Fernanda mentioned it. And uh, what we want with that, we want to create a space to people go, uh, go uh, break with the alienation of mind because when people become our consciousness of social inequalities, they can be indignant and then, then can dream. They can dream and create new life possibilities, creating all these in communities. So we use it performance, as Bianca said, the theater of oppressed, forum theater, news theater. In our last meeting, for example, we, we work with the news theater where people played with news in the in headlines about black people and we had positive and negative news in and in groups people that uh, people have to create a little things to to perform different of this headline so people can not just reproduce that but show how to overcome this racism situation or how to expand this positive news uh, and it was so transformative because in the in the class I was there were a guy who didn't see the the word black in the headlines, because it was a headline about uh, the first minister, uh, the first black minister, Uma. And it is a positive line. And the guy just said, but why we need to expand that? Because we uh, the line is not about a black Uma. And everybody, what he is? Black minister. <laughs> so it's here. It's the headline. And the guy, oh, I didn't note because I just I just read the picture, and the picture, it's not like a, a black human. Mm -hmm. And everybody was shocked because yeah, it's a black human here. You can see it by uh, by their by her hair. So and it was so so impactful to, to him. And he was, oh my goodness, I didn't realize that. And then we work with uh, about be a white person in Brazil in, in face of this news. And for everybody there who were black, it was so, so, so impactful because they can see that like, oh, if this Uma, black Uma could do that, I can do a lot of things, whatever I want to do, I can do, I can be in the power situation too. So it was about creating the space of indignation and create consciousness about the social reality. And we are doing this by play because we believe play is why we play. It's play to live, play to care, play to create new possibility and play for social change. And how do our workshops reverberate in these communities? They have analyzed the reality to study the ethical political suffering of the community. And then they create actions to transform the reality. And I think Fer can give us some examples of this because she went to visit some communities and saw this in first hand, how this has been happening, how the communities are working there. 
Yes, um, this month we have been visiting some of the schools who are participating, which are participating with us in the project. And uh, it's great that Vivi mentioned that because many of them are very, very, in very, 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 very difficult situations. For example, one of the schools we visited, at the moment we arrived there, they had been lacking water supply for two days. And so they didn't have uh, any way of of cooking the food for the kids and they only gave them biscuits I mean and uh, some cracks and the kids were so hungry so hungry that one was feeling like he was going to faint mm -hmm. and uh, and so he could not stay in the meeting with us because of that and the kids were mad and and but they they think that that's natural because that is every day and we because we are playing with this they became very indignant with that situation indignation was built and then we invoked now let's play with possibilities that you can create and they thought about many different ones yesterday they mentioned some some of them and one that they are going to use there is a parade for the for the day of the patriots it's the brazilian day of independence independence day parade and they plan to uh, to bring uh some charts with saying we need water water is life mm -hmm. and things like this and sing songs about water so they created a playful way to denounce the problem they are they are living and to present it in an official activity of the city so the mayor is going to be there, all the secretary of education and everything. So they are using play themselves and they are feeling agents of their own transformation. The suffering that they have seen collectively becomes something that they will fight with the power of the community. They feel they are a community. They feel they are a collective. As people said, Vivi mentioned, they are a collective of investigation and transformation and action. So that's why they are a Colina, Collective for Investigation and Action. And we, the same feeling that we have here of critical collaboration, they have created in their own communities. Because what we say is we are not teaching them anything. We are creating together a methodology of how we can become a strong ensemble that with power will change the situation we go through. And play is the means for us to create this ensemble. Yes, thank you so much for sharing that. Um, as we wrap up here, one thing that I've gotten from all of you and um, your collective work together is resiliency. I mean, you're dealing with an oppressive president, an oppressive political system, food insecurity, food disparity, financial disparity, but you're continuing the work. You're continuing to push through. How do you build resiliency is one of my questions to you. And my second question is, there are probably people around the world who want to do the same thing you guys are doing, that want to meet others that want to create something like this. What advice would you have for another community somewhere? It could be in Brazil. It could be in West Africa, China. Um, what advice do you have for those people to start something? Can I just start with the word resilience? Sure. Because that's a word that we fight against. Okay, okay, <laughs> oh, let's go. Oh, I, and I'll explain why. Because yeah. resilience is what a neoliberal world expects from us, that we get all these difficult situations and we keep going, keep going, and accept. No, we don't. We have indignation. And what we do is we resist and we expand. So this is the motto of our group, resist, expand. We resist in the sense of Spinoza, one of the writers that we use, in the sense that resisting is keeping our energy and making it stronger because we have a power that is in each one of us, in everything in the world. 
when we are together, this power is increased and it expands. So we don't feel resilient. We feel resistant and expensive. In the sense that we are always trying to, to deal with what we have by getting together and expanding our potential to create something, to create the common. That's something that Danny mentioned in a critical collaborative way, because this way we, we are not accepting what the world imposes on us and surviving. No, we are changing. We are striving to change. Perhaps we are not changing, but we are changing in small amounts, at least the situation and we are denouncing it and announcing other possibilities. So that's how we, we deal with this. But I will leave for the others to mention how we can expand this. Go ahead. I, I think that's uh, Joyce here. I think it's important to say that we, we change the place like victim. Ah, we are the victim. We are not the victims. We are victimized by the system. So we can be agent to change this, you know? So we can, we need to have this resistance to build something different. My school, as I'm a principal, and there uh, we had Brincada, Help Brincada, Brincada de Apoio, Brincada de Ouvir, that is a listen Brincada, and Managers Brincada, there is Brincada dos Gestores. I was part of all of that, and there, we, I'm, I'm building, I'm trying to build it, this kind of feeling with the teachers, the students, and all the community, not just teachers, all the educators from the school, like, okay, we are not victims, we don't need to be resilient, we need to change this, because we are victimized by the systems, and every time I talk to the parents, every time I talk to the teachers, the students, educators in general, that's something that I, I bring, we are agents and we need to change to change this world for better for our kids so i think this is the the way we think and our students are there at brincadas and they are all the time thinking we need to change that they go to the to my room and say joyce we need to change that let's change together we need to change this because they feel like uh, they are agents so they need to be they they feel like they can be the different the difference from the future, and this is beautiful. This is something that is beautiful and make us feel like yes, we are make some change. It can be little for some people, but for us, it's big because we are changing lives in yeah. our lives too. Thank you. So and much, just adding to your to what Joyce is saying, and going back to your question about which advice we could give people. I think, first of all, join us. We are on Instagram, Facebook, YouTube. If you look for Projeto Brincadas um, or Only Brincadas, you're going to find us. And joining us, I think, would be like living the experience. Like Babi said, sometimes it's easier if you are there. And if you feel and live the experience of playing and engagement with us. And then getting together with your groups of, um, I don't know, parents, educators, students, learners, people who the same way that we um, want to change the society and fight for social injustices, these people can do the same. I could give myself as an example. I am now living in, in Canada. I'm an educator here and my, in my main job, I teach refugees and immigrants, people who come to Canada sometimes because they have no hopes in to stay in their countries anymore. They have lots of, you know, very emotional and sad stories to share with us, but here they are and they are here to learn English and build a new life and keep fighting against so many things that we also have to fight here in Canada. Um, and then, so with a group of teachers, um, I started talking about brincadas and I shared with them one of our, because we are a multilingual group and we also have some research um, 
published in English. So some of the teachers that work with me, for example, they read a recent um, article that we published and now they wanna talk to me about play, Vygotsky and Brincadas. So I think that um, it's just a matter of understanding what your community needs and how you can help them and then joining and having these people together, you know, to fight and think and reflect about what can be done. Bianca? Just to expand a little bit more what Sandra said, of course, come and meet us. And also, if you cannot uh, come to our sessions, uh, we are a group that produce a lot of articles about what we do and how we do it and um, critical articles, actually, talking about what what we think it wasn't that good, what we think we should go furthermore, what we think it worked. So you can also read our productions. They are usually, uh, they usually have Fernanda's name, but most of the people that are here are authors from uh, articles that are online. So you can understand a little bit more of what Project Brincada is, and you can have some examples of things that we do. We, we analyze our data with pictures and we look in a, uh, in a multilingual way. So we look the expressions of people, what they said, how they said it. So I think this is a way of understanding how we do it and what we believe is, is, is becoming a community for change and what we believe is not working and maybe we should change in another way, always based on, on other uh, theoretical and methodological uh, works. So it's also looking at our Facebook, Instagram, YouTube. Yeah. Mm -hmm. We have some on YouTube, we have some videos of little uh, brincadas that we make, how we made it, how we thought about it, how we planned. So it's a way of understanding a little bit more. But we would love to have everybody that is interested with us. Definitely. Thank you guys so much for being here with me today. Project Brincadas. You guys are so professional because you gave me all your social media and all your stuff before I even asked for it. So that's how I know you guys are doing the work. Um, thank you so much, All Power to Developing, for listening today. If you love this episode, we would love for you to write to us on our social media or our email. Let us know what you love about the episode. We would love to read your response on air. All Power to Developing is available on most available platforms out there for you to listen to. And this is All Power to Developing. Once again, thank you to the Bricotas Project for being here with us today. Follow their work. A lot of amazing work, a lot of ways for you to be involved. Continue this journey, this expansive journey of creating new possibilities. Any last thing you would like to say, Fernanda? Thank you very much for the opportunity to be here with you, to have our group reflect about our work, and to the East Side Institute and to the Global Play Brigade for the opportunity to make us learn how to play in our reality. Thank you very much. Thank you so much. All right, everyone, all power to the developing. All Power to the Developing was made possible in part by Growing Social Therapeutics, the Baylor Wolf Fund.